Hallelujah. A third day. All right. So we're going to go forward here now from last week. Looking at this and believe God's going to share some things with us again. So we're in a, a series right now where we, that involves camouflage lifestyle, camouflage sin, camouflage motives. Then we're going to talk about the good time for camouflage. We went over last week and we talked about the concept of camouflage is not something new. We can go all the way back into the book of Genesis and see where Adam and Eve, when they first sinned, the first sin, they tried to camouflage themselves, to cover themselves with fig leaves, right? And uh, and, God, and the Bible says the voice of God came walking in the cooler today. God came looking for them and they were over there trying to hide what they had done with these fig leaves, right? And so uh, the Bible says... Uh, God asked him, he said, well, who told you? Who opened up your eyes? Who made you feel? Who made you understand uh, this dynamic? Or who deceived you into going down this road? And uh, so then they, the, the man starts telling the story of the woman and, the, and they point a finger at the snake and all of this kind of stuff. But instead of going to God with the thing, they tried to cover it up. And so Adam and Eve are not the, uh, the only ones that do that. We all have done that at one time. We want to try to fix it instead of just going to God saying, I'm sorry, right? So, so we will, we tend to try to camouflage, uh, sin, right? Uh, let's read it right here. Genesis 3, 6 and 7. It says, the woman was convinced. She saw the tree was beautiful and the fruit looked delicious and she wanted wisdom. She wanted the wisdom. Uh, it would give to her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some with her husband uh, who was with her and they ate and he ate too. At that moment, their eyes were open and suddenly they felt the shame, the shame, shame at their nakedness. And so they sold fig leaves together uh, to cover themselves. Now, remember, we also said that the only thing that can cover your sins is the blood of Jesus. Right. So this wasn't going to do it. Right. So we see the progression from the Old Testament into the New Testament to where they would offer these animal sacrifices, the blood of these uh, animals as sacrifice for uh, for atonement, right? But uh, understand something, that the only way that it was going to really be done was by the, the blood of the Son of God, right? right? So, so the animals weren't going to get it. So Jesus said, I'm going to come and do it. So we can't camouflage our sin and hide stuff from God. We just need to take it to Jesus because he got the stuff that will cover it and make it right. Amen. Amen. We also talked about Judas, right? We talked about Judas, how Judas looked like he was one of the disciples. He was with them. You know, he, the Bible says he was numbered with the twelve. Uh, but Judas also was uh, indulging in some camouflage Christianity. The Bible says that, that uh, Judas gave him a hard time when uh, Mary Magdalene came and dumped that perfume on Jesus. He said he got mad and said, hey, we could have done something else with this money. And the Bible says that he said we could have gave it to the poor and said he didn't really care about the poor, but he kept the bag. So that was less of the money that he could steal. All right. And so uh, Jesus knew that the brother was a thief. And then not only did he steal money out of the bag, we, we also know that he went and cut. Uh, he was the one who served up Jesus to the Pharisees. Right. So he, he went and set a trap for Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Yeah. You know, Judas was about his money. Right. That's the only thing good we can really say about him. All right. And can we say it good because he sold out Jesus? The brother was bought his money, though. So he, he looked like he was one of the disciples, but he was he didn't have the heart of God. And that's really what camouflage Christianity is all about is a heart condition. Yeah. 
It's about you not having your heart in the right place. When, whoever, we, I, we did the series on the king of my heart, and the Bible says that whoever sits on the throne of your heart, they're the one that has the influence over your life, right? So Judas's problem was that there was not total surrender to Jesus. He still wanted to do what he wanted to do. But there has to be total, in order to come out of camouflage Christianity, the only way you can come out of the foxhole is if you will totally surrender to Jesus. Or else you're going to be in the foxhole for the rest of your life. Right? You're going to be in the foxhole. And so foxhole is something that they use in battle. You hide in order to shoot. You hide in order to uh, take cover from the war. But but some people, just the war will be over. Everybody else is walking in freedom and you're still in the foxhole. You're still hiding out in the foxhole. You, for 20 years, you can't understand why you're still battling certain things and everybody else has gone home back in the United States from Vietnam. And you're still over there in the foxhole in Vietnam. Because you won't give up. The thing that's got you being a camouflage, you won't, you won't surrender your total heart to Jesus. There has to be total surrender. Total surrender to Jesus makes obeying God a whole lot easier. So we, we talked about Judas. We also talked about the people who came to uh, uh, the Israelites and told them, they said, hey, man, we came a long way. You know, look at our clothes and look at this bread. You see how old this bread is? You know, look at our shoes. So they, they, they camoed themselves with the clothes and the bread. And they came up because they was afraid of Joshua and them. And they said, we didn't hear what y'all done to everybody else. They just rolled over everybody. And they said, uh, we don't want you to come roll over us, so check us out. You see this hole in here? I didn't just do that last night. <laughs> you don't think I just did that last night? This is because they old. I mean, this is because, oh, I'm sorry. This is because we came a long way and it was a tree. And I ripped this piece and it just looked bad and it's bread. This is not from the thrift shop. This is, this is because we came along from way over there. We, now we're here. We was, yeah. So we want to cut a deal and we, we just want to be, you know, so they lied. Camo, we read about that in our last deal, right? So we also talked about Aiken, right? We talked about Aiken and we talked about how uh, Aiken, the, the, the spoils from the first battle represent a, represented a kind of tithe, right? So God said, this is, this, this is holy. Don't touch, this is my stuff. This first part is mine. Just like the tithe is the first part. It's holy. It's to be separated. It's to be set apart for God. And he told me, he said, don't mess with that. Right? Now understand something. Here's God trying to lead his people into a new place. And, and we just talked about the importance of the heart. Right? So whoever sits in throne on the heart is the one with the influence. God says, I that, that place in your heart is set apart for me. Yeah. Right? You know, but, but, but I, and I need you to give it to me. So in order to set to do my part to set your heart, I need you to surrender the spoil that you come off of the first battle. And so he understood that if they didn't do that, he was going to have trouble out of them the rest of the time, the whole way. If Aiken would have got away from with that whole thing, if Aiken would have got away with it, then somebody else would have popped up and did it the next time. Yeah. Would have been a problem for Aiken the rest of the way. Aiken would have been a problem for them the rest of the way. God had just done something, a miracle that had been mounting over a period of years. And so here is Achan now says, I'm not, well, what did he say? I'm not going to obey God. Forget him taking the stuff. Fix and pull a Frank, Frank Sinatra on y'all and do it my way. 
I'm not going to listen to God. I'm going to do what I want to do. Right? So all this stuff being put to waste, I want some of this. A goodly Babylonian garment and some stuff. And then the Bible says that he took it and he camoed it amongst his own stuff. He's, you know, I'm going to mix this over here. You know, they ain't going to see that. You know, you got you got brand new clothes and suits. Everybody know what your closet look like. And here you pop up all just brushing yourself off, you know, clean. We we know you. Where you get that from? You the one. You stole the stuff. So he says he's gonna camouflage it amongst his own stuff, cause him big problems because of his camouflage. Now listen to this. This is what we didn't go over. Because of his camouflage Christianity, he caused the whole nation problems. Now I'm gonna tell you something too. I've seen camouflage Christianity cause whole churches problems. When you got somebody in there who's hanging out as a camo Christian. Right? And you thinking you can count on them to be holy and to be spiritual. But they ain't holy and they ain't spiritual. So then they pop up and you gotta have two people back in the pastor's office having a discussion about something that shouldn't have happened in the first place. But why did it happen? And then you start snitching on yourself, telling the truth about how you all, you've been this and that and I've been indulging in this type of behavior secretly forever when we thought you was holy, spiritual and, and some kind of per- person that could hold some kind of position, uh, to be trusted to serve the people. But it turns out that you have this vice and you just been hiding and talking a good talk, but not walking a good walk. Right? And then, so you got to be back in the pastor's office. Or a pastor can be a camo Christian. Right? And he back in his office looking at things and having conversations, you know, that are ungodly and different things like that. Right? Camel Christianity hurt everybody. We need to be true. We need to be true followers of God. Not some timing and not in, not situational followers. That's a good one. We, it, we shouldn't be situational followers of Christ. We should, are we, in every case, every situation, every circumstance, we're gonna behave properly. Although I did have a moment at the Sam's, I must confess. I'll tell you about that later, right? But, but listen, we should be striving. We should be striving to, to be good Christians all the time. And if something messes up in your good Christian thing, apologize like I did. I still don't think I was that wrong, but I still apologize. So we looked in Joshua chapter nine and we, you know, discovered the situation. We, we learned about the word rules, right? Rules are the trick that the people came and they said this, we've come from a long way. Our clothes are all messed up. Look at our, the bread. We learned about the word rules or, or, or being a tricky, slick or slick Christianity. And the word rules means trick, maneuver, uh, artificial, wiles, uh, uh, stratagem, to circumvent, to outwit, to entrap. Right. So so. These these people were trying to do something tricky. They were trying to be deceptive. They were trying to camel. All this goes in the camel. We're not just talking about how you look. We're talking about the condition of your heart. You're trying to trick. You're trying to fool us. You're trying to deceive us into thinking that you're something that you are not. Right? But I, I want I want to just let you in on this little fun fact here. The joke is not on us. Guess where it is? It's on you. Because you're the one gonna have to reap the results and the harvest on the foolishness that you got going on. Only thing we gonna say is, oh. <laughs> that's it for us. But you're the one that's busting everybody looking at. No, he didn't. No, she didn't. For real? Oh no, I thought. Are you serious? For us, it's just, oh. So it ain't going to hurt us in the end. It's going to hurt you. 
Uh, we also read, let's look at it again. Go to Ezekiel chapter 8. Verse 12 and 13. I think this is something else. Is this my scripture on having a form of godliness? What does it say right there, Lord? Time out. Yeah, okay, that's something else. That ain't where I want to be at. Then I'm going to go there next. Oh, we're going to hit it. It's going to get done, but it's not right now. Y'all didn't even know that scripture was in there, did you? I'm fixing to hit some of y'all in the head. All right. Let's back up. Where's my one? Help me find my one. My having a form of godliness. I don't have the the uh, address. Uh, uh, Second Timothy five. I think I'm... Yeah, there it is. I forgot to move that part. I copied and pasted and forgot to move that part. Second Timothy three one through nine. All right, so let's read that first. All right, so but mark this. This is what it starts. This, it reads this way. Second Timothy three. One through nine. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. I think we're there. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I'm telling you, we're there. Right. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Right. Having nothing, have nothing to do with such people. Now we're moving into what God, God has taught. God says there must be a separation from these camel Christianities. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and swayed by all kinds of evil desires. Uh, always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as Jannies and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. Right? So this type of behavior, having this form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, is not acceptable. It is rejected. Right? Uh, there are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected, but they will not get very far because... As in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. So at some point, I wish I had my flashlight. Hey, what y'all doing back there? <laughs> at some point, who is that? Brother such and such? Is that you? What you doing in that dog back there? Wait, who, who is that in? Is that sister? Are you, come on man, y'all come out of there. Turn them lights on in here. Let's keep going. You get the point. Let's go to Joel chapter 2, uh, no, Ezekiel 8, 12 and 13. Ezekiel 8, 12 and 13. Then the Lord said to me, son of man, have you seen what the leaders of Israel are doing with their idols in dark rooms? This came on Christianity, this is not new, people have been rolling like this. They are saying the Lord doesn't see us. 
He has deserted our land. Then the Lord added, come and I will show you even more detestable sins than these. So these people here doing stuff in the dark and they say, God is gone. He went on vacation. He don't see us. I heard a preacher one time talking about anybody familiar with the concept of a smoke screen? Anybody? Who tell me what a smoke screen is all about? Somebody help me out. Tell me what a smoke screen is about. It's an illusion. It's just a illusion. To put up a front or to distract you or to not let you allow see you see the truth. Right. So I heard a preacher talking about one time. He said the only problem with a smoke screen is is that, you know, and they use it in military tactics. So they take the grenade, the smoke grenade, and they throw it, and then all the smoke comes, and then they start running behind you. I've seen them do that on the movies. And the people on the other side can't see through the smoke. But the only problem with the smoke screen is it's not solid. All you have to do is shoot through the smoke. And then you find the people who thought they was hiding laid on the ground. So you can throw smoke screens all you want to. They can't see me. God can't see me. But the smoke screens are never solid. It's not solid. So you think God can't see what you're doing because you didn't throw up this screen for everybody else. And you tip it. <laughs> Sneaky. But it don't work. Smoke screen, another form of camouflage. You tired, girl? You work hard. Love you. Love you. My girl been working hard. She's fighting over there. So the smoke screen, you can't, you know, you think they can't see, but it's not solid. Everything that you're putting up to make excuses for not doing what you're supposed to do, understand it's, it's not solid. At some point, somebody's going to poke, they're going to stick their hand through that smoke and grab you. <laughs> and you're going to have to be accountable for the situation. Hey Amen. I love, I'm not, again, I'm not perfect. But I think Christianity, the step, the uh, major step in Christianity is to be serious. To be serious. You're never going to really know the va- how, how valuable God is and how great God is if you never try to take your relationship with him serious. Amen. Right? So they, they said the Lord can't see us. Right? Another thing they said is, they said the Lord does not see us. He's deserted our land. Then the Lord added, come out and I will show you even more detestable uh, sins than these. So understand that when these, these things that you say that are little or maybe not as, not as big in size, they only lead to bigger things. You're trying to cover up certain small things. They only lead to cover up. You build a habit of covering up. Then you start covering up bigger things. Thank you all, right? I hear stories uh, a lot of times people and I, and I, this is no knock. If you have a, pro- if you have, you're battling pornography, then no knock on you. That's a tough thing, right? That, that when people before they're saved and they they have that thing, that's a hard deal to get out of. And by the grace of God, I just thank God that I never got involved in it. Not because I'm holier than nobody. I just that just wasn't my thing, right? But it's it's very difficult for people to come out of it. And so a person will will say, well, that my my issue with this pornography started like this. But that's not where it finished at. Right? That's not where it finished at. So, uh, matter of fact, let's go to that scripture. Go to James chapter 1. 
James chapter 1, and I'll find out which one it is when we get over there. I think it's 20, maybe James 2. Yeah, when I'm tempted, don't let no man say I'm tempted to God. Yeah, where's that at? 114. Thank you. Pastor, you don't know where the scripture's at? Nope, but at least I know they're in here. You don't even know they're in here. All right. Uh, so here we go. Verse 14. Verse 13. Verse 12. Verse 12. Blessed and happy to, I'm reading the Amplified Classic Version. Blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say, when he is tempted, I am tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted uh, uh, what is evil and he himself tempts no one. But every person is tempted when they are drawn away and enticed and baited by his own evil desire, lust or passions. Then the evil desire, when it is conceived, so there's a process of, of, of sin, and, and sin has a process, and let's read the, the process of sin. The evil desire, uh, Russell always says this, hey listen, the thought, ain't no, what, how you say that, ain't no, ain't no sin. It's, uh, temptation is not a sin, it's falling into temptation. Y'all hear that? The temptation is not the sin, it's falling into temptation. Here's the description of that right here. Uh, but every person is tempted when he's drawn away and enticed and baited by his own evil desire, lust, and passions. Then the evil desire, there's the temptation. When you receive it, it, bec- it is conceived. Then after it's conceived, see time and harvest, it gives birth to sin. Right? So you have a, a desire, a lust, a temptation, something come across you, and you, you refuse to dismiss it. And you start to entertain it. So once you start to entertain it, now what you have is you got sin. But it's not cute like a baby. It's the ugliest baby. That's, and, but see, and nobody likes to see nobody go around saying, look what I just had. Yeah, I was thinking about something and I was tempted. And I just kept thinking about it and I started to entertain it. And we just we just had this one. We just had this one. And it's, it's small, it's cute, it's not really, it ain't really harming nothing. It's, it's new and it's small. It's just a small scene right now. Yeah, yeah, nobody know. Uh, who's the daddy? Uh, to go to Maury Povich to find out. So, uh, right? So, so we got this new sin baby here. Just, you know, I gotta, I gotta take care of it. I can't, can't abandon it. And the people telling you, hey, listen, that ain't, that ain't that. Anybody ever seen the Tim, uh, what's the movie, uh, my man Jim Caviezel made uh, Passion of Christ. Did y'all see that baby in that movie? That was the ugliest. This wasn't a real baby, y'all. It was supposed to be representing evil or the devil or something like that. That's what the sin baby looked like. So you got that sin baby because you, you kept entertaining and you wouldn't stop. 
right? So, but, but every, it's a natural progression of a baby to do what? Oh, eat and grow. Feed and grow. Anybody ever seen that VeggieTale, uh, movie about, uh, uh, the lie? That, that the lie just kept growing bigger and bigger? And the little girl broke the plate and she started lying? And she said, such such did it, this, that, and the other? Who seen that VeggieTales? And the lie just kept growing. It was a real small lie at first. Like a little weed. Yeah, that's the rumor weed, ain't it? No, but I'm saying it was. It about the size. Right. And then it just kept growing. And before I know it, that, that thing was tall as a building, wasn't it? Yeah. VeggieTales, you can learn about. Yes, sir. <laughs> that thing got out of control. What, 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 let me tell you what happened with the VeggieTales. The lie eventually got out of control. Mm-hmm. See, it was, it was like at the house, and you can handle it when it's in, you know, because it's just crawling. You can go get it, go get it and pick it up and say, don't go over there. They might see it. Yeah. Come back over here. Then the, the sin starts to walk. And it needs more food. Right? But then after a while, the sin gets so big you can't keep it in the house. And you just thought this was gonna be, you know, it ain't really, really it ain't gonna hurt nobody until that joker start flexing muscles and growing hair all in the middle of his face. And get so big to where you you trying to listen, at one time you could talk to it and tell it when to come out and when it can't. Now it's telling you. And I'm coming out when I want to. It's telling you, I run this. You can't stop me. I'm in charge. It'll tell you, you don't need to go back to church no more. You go in that church, them people trying to stop us. We know what we're doing. We got this. Oh, why do you think it is that, uh, you know, people going to church and having a relationship with God, then they get involved in some sin? Who do you think the sin has gotten so strong and tell them they don't have to go no more? Sin don't want you to come in, you might get delivered. So it tries to keep you away. Don't go over there to them people over there. One of them might cast it, cast me out. You heard, what did you, you was going to say something before you said, you stopped in the middle of saying, was you about to say the devil? So you in the de- you you with the devil because sometimes we don't see our sin like that connected to the devil. Let's keep going. We got some more to go. I got to finish up. I got ten minutes. So what verse are we stopping? Fifteen. The evil desire when it's conceived gives birth to sin, and sin when it is matured brings forth death. Okay. So here again, it says that. First, there is the temptation. You receive the temptation. It turns into sin. And the Bible says in the King James, like it reads best, it said when sin gets finished. See, we, we'll run around with that sin and be like, you know, it ain't hurting us, it ain't hurting nobody. That's because it's not finished. That's because it's not finished. Person having a adulterous affair, right? And then while the spouse don't know about it over here, you know, and you, you go home after adulterous affair and the, the spouse don't know and you back at the house and everything is cool and they smiling at you talking about, you know, what we going for dinner and this that kind of stuff and how was work and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you go to bed and, 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 and experience what married couples do at night and all that kind of stuff. And the next day you get back up and you back over here again. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, that person that you sneaking Smoke screen. 
all of a sudden that person that you got the, the sin with, you in the sin, they get exposed. And then when you come in the house this time, we don't want to talk about what happened at work and where we're going for dinner. There are explicatives flying left and right. Pots maybe even flying. The police has to be called. The kids is crying. The relatives is over to pick up the one that is in distress. But see, it wasn't no problem over here because the sin was not finished. See, when the sin get finished, it's like, boom. Oh, yeah, it's still killing the storm. When they get finished, it intends to blow up your house. Whatever that might look like for you. It's going to seek to blow up your house. Sin is not our friend. It's not our friend. And we have to be mindful of that. And, and the worst thing we can do is, is keep trying to cover it up. We need to take it to the Lord. Amen. I'm not going to say nothing. Somebody's Bible's going well. All right. Oh. They'll get it in a minute. All right, everybody look up there. All right, we're going to get ready to stop. Think somebody help them out. Help them out. He just stumbled upon something he didn't know he had there. It's a good thing. Let's read this last one. Let's go to uh, for the day. We're gonna we're gonna finish with this. Let's go to Joel chapter two, verse thirteen and fourteen. Joel two thirteen and fourteen. Joel two thirteen. Joel chapter two, verse thirteen and fourteen. We're gonna start with this. You know, uh, people will say this. Business people say this. They say that success, Christian business people, success is harder to handle than when you ain't winning. Success is harder to handle because after you succeed and you got some freedom, that's when you have to have the restraints on yourself. You know, you're at a certain point and you, you know, every, every bill is crucial. We can't make the light bill. We can't do this. We can't, we don't have no gas to put in the car. Man, look, you laser focus on God. We need you, God. Lord, just get us back home. Lord, just get us dinner tonight. You start getting that cash, you start saying, well, shoot, where are we going to go? Saturday night, you stay out a little too late. Sure. Before, we had a good time. Yeah, you know, we got, we got direct TV. PlayStation View, Xfinity, Disney. You know what I mean? We got all the channels. Refrigerator full. Just stay up late, shoot. Sports channels. The Texans, they're going to play the early game today. No need in going to church. We'll make it next week. Yeah. Yeah, or go go down there and get some shrimp at that one place. We're going to cook some shrimp. (laughs) Have a good lunch. 
So you got options now. You didn't have no options at first. You was like, shoot, I just believe, you know, somebody going to invite us out to lunch at church today. Right? Now you're talking about shrimp. You ain't even there. I'm like, shrimp. I ain't gonna even get out to bed. Can you just bring it to me? <laughs> can, you, can you just bring me the shrimp? Then we send you a text message. Hey, look, 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 we miss you in church today. Brother said, oh, 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 smoke. 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 Smoke, I would say it. I ain't gonna say it. Smoke. Smoke. My wife know what I'm talking about. Smoke. Smoke we ain't even asked you for. Smoke. You got options. It's harder to handle the success. Joel chapter 2, 13 and 14. Watch this. He says, change, change your life. Not just your clothes. This is a message version. It says, rend not your hearts, not your garments. That's what it reads in the King James Version. But in the message version it says, change your hearts, not just your clothes. Come back to God. Your God. And here's why. God is kind and merciful. He takes deep breath and puts up with a lot. The most patient God, extravagant in love, always ready to cancel catastrophe. Who, who knows? Maybe he'll do it now. Maybe he'll turn it around and show pity. Maybe when all is said and done, there will be blessings full and robust for your God. So the main part is that God will forgive you. He'll, look, he'll forgive you right now. The Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Come out of the foxhole this morning. Be through with the, the battle that you're raising. You're raising. Come out of the foxhole. Be through with it. You, 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 the only person you're fooling is yourself. Yeah. Let's stand right now.